Mark Hancock, who is the CEO of the organization, said this, if we fail this generation, it will not be because we have over-challenged them. It will be because we have under-challenged them. And young boys are going to be involved in something. It's going to be gangs. It's going to be videos. It's going to be drugs. It's going to be all kinds of stuff that's going on in culture. Or the parent and the church is going to capture the attention of that young boy and girl and focus it upon a godly development of character. Too many boys are turning to virtual worlds of television, video games, digital media, and the Internet to find realms that they can conquer and areas where they can excel. The result of this virtual conquest is often apathy, apparent rebellion, or outright resistance to real-world challenge. Hi, and welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I'm Byron Tyler. Always a pleasure to get together with you. And today we welcome from Christ Community Baptist Church the pastor and his deacon, Pastor Greg Spears, longtime friend, and Nathan Wright, who's involved with the ministry there, too. He's a pilot for Federal Express by day, I don't know, or night, depending on when he's in the air, I guess. But, <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> Nathan, Pastor Greg, thank you for uh, being here today. No, thank you for having us, Byron. Absolutely. Excited to talk about something brand new. You are the first charter, I don't know if in the entire state of Tennessee, but we do know in Shelby County, something called Trail Life USA, brand new charter. Some details we want to talk about, but Greg, last time we got together, you're on this uh, Indiana Jones adventure traveling uh, <laughs> among the Nuba people in Sudan. Oh, that was great. <laughs> yes. Uh, that started a whole uh, domino effect since that time, Byron. I'd love to catch up with you on this. Six churches planted, uh, two in Cairo, Egypt, uh, same Nasser who was here with us in the studio that day, uh, two in Juba, which is the capital city of South Sudan, and then we have two up on the border uh, in the Eda camp, which is one of the major refugee camps of that day, and two schools also started. So God's work in a phenomenal way, as you know, that situation has just continued to disintegrate. Stability is not the order of the day right. in that country. They've had at least three coups uh, in South Sudan trying to overthrow the brand-new government. They have still yet to ratify a constitution. So very dire straits, but the work uh, of the gospel is prospering in the midst of all that. The actual city that now exists at Ida, which was a refugee camp of 20,000 people when we were there, is like 150,000 people now, and it's actually a city, and it's more stable and safe than the capital of Juba. God is working in places in very dismal conditions, extreme poverty, war. I just saw a report today on social media. Rich Bot, the president of Bot Radio Network, posted there is a mighty movement of God, people coming to Christ in Iran. Yes. So this is exciting. These are exciting days. God is, is ripping things apart that have been strongholds for the enemy for decades and longer, and he is opening up doors of opportunity. I mean, even back when we were talking in those days, South Sudan was declaring that it wanted to be a Christian nation, which would be the only Christian nation in North Africa. Yeah. So incredible opportunities are there. Wow. Well, we're going to bring it back home. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about a new charter that's taking root and home at Christ Community Baptist Church in Collierville. It's called Trail Life USA. First, gentlemen, let's just back up. I remember growing up in a single-parent home here in Memphis, and my mom knew the importance. My dad didn't have a lot of influence in my life in the early days, so she knew the importance of me being mentored by strong men. And there was a local 
Boy Scout, Cub Scout troop in my neighborhood. That's where I went. And I'll remember my first Scoutmaster, <laughs> George Bagwell from Troop 200, you know, in wow. the little Methodist church down the street. Awesome. And you don't forget people like that because strong character and the time they invested in your life. And of course, I went on through Cub Scouts and the Weeblos, and then I started into Boy Scouts, but there was some drastic changes in my life in high school. I did not know Jesus Christ. That was part of the journey, but I think foundationally, as a young boy, scouting was something that uh, was very important to me and really helped me understand about respect for people, about community, a lot of things that it brought into my life. Today, we want to talk about this Trail Life USA. First of all, to Boy Scouts, how is it similar? What's different about it? Sure, I'd like to speak to that. Scouting was a big part of my life, too. I'm an Eagle Scout myself here locally in uh, from the Germantown uh, Troop at Germantown Presbyterian. We were uh, Troop 340. It likewise created uh, a huge bedrock foundation for me and my upbringing, character development, things like that. So where it is similar, it is a outdoor scouting adventure program. It is a character development program. Where it is vastly different is kind of twofold. It is unapologetically Christian. It is Christ-centered, boy-focused. Um, so in that, it is uh, baked into the program throughout. It is pervasive. It is uh, all about reaching these children for Christ. It is founded as a youth ministry. That is the two primary differences. It is, it is Christ-focused. Christ-centered, boy-focused, and it is set up as a ministry of the church. So we will function autonomously through Christ Community Baptist Church as a youth ministry. Pastor Greg, as a pastor, I know you're very concerned, I'm sure, about youth in the community, reaching youth through your church as you have families come and having ministry opportunities for them. Why not just focus on a well-seasoned, well-developed youth group instead of bringing an outside organization into your church to have a youth activity? Well, I think that your lead-in was very powerful. You talked about what's happening amongst young people. As you know, the statistics for fathers in the home continue to decline across the board. Uh, That just means there's more and more young men who are searching and trying to figure out what does it mean to be a man. And they're being taught toxic masculinity is a disease that you have and we need to cure you, (laughs) which is ridiculous. So the adventure aspect of this is very powerful. It's not an outside organization. We own this. We actually administer it. It is top-down Christ Community Church. So it's a ministry of the church. Right. There's no input. Well, I shouldn't say there's no input. There's no control external as long as we are doing what we're supposed to be doing. Why don't we give a little backstory to Trail Life USA and its origination? Who started this organization? The backstory on this is a response to national policies let out by Boy Scouts of America. The structure of Trail Life USA began as an internal movement within the Boy Scouts to basically hold the national organization's feet to the fire and maintaining traditional values of which the Boy Scouts of America was originally founded on. That endeavor proved to be uh, unsuccessful in the end, and due to the policy changes, a core group of leadership, originally known as OnMyHonor.net, was the the title of the movement, held a conference. And at that conference uh, came to the point where they realized that the key component lacking in the national structure Uh, at the time of the scouting programs was the focus on Christ. And so 
they came to the conclusion that they needed to start from scratch and build a program, an outdoor adventure character program built on the solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ. I like that. Well, now, was it you, Nathan, or was it you, Pastor Greg, that first discovered Trail Life USA and brought it to the church? Or how did you guys come to be aware of this organization? This is just a, a little back story to this. Nathan's the guy. He's the spark that God's used to bring this to fruition. His passion, his commitment to see this through. We prayed over this for two years. Uh, about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we actually were sponsoring a uh, Cub Scout and Boy Scout uh, That's troop correct. in yep. our church. And, uh, you know, when they came, they had left another Baptist church because they asked them to leave because of the changes in leadership due to homosexuality. And so they came to us and they said, I just told him as pastor, I said, look, you know, homosexuality is nothing new. The church we've been dealing with this for thousands of years. So, And they assured us that they didn't want to have anything to do with that. And we were like, okay, so come on in. Uh, it was when the change happened, when they went into the whole blurring of gender lines, that I became concerned. Because that's not uh, – homosexuality actually affirms genders, right? Even though it's misdirected, it affirms male and female. The gender blender dysphoria that these people have stepped into now, where gender is what you say it is, is post-modern thinking, which means there's no truth. Right. So we called the, the two you know groups together, the moms and the leadership of the group, and began to explain to them that this was a bridge too far for us. When you start playing with the nature of truth, we can no longer be associated with people who cannot distinguish what truth is because that's what we're all about. It's the gospel, right? Yeah. So they were really confused. They did not see themselves as someone who was affiliated with an organization that was doing that. It was sort of an eye-opening experience for them, which was shocking to me that you could be so involved in an organization and not know the way that you know people are beginning to look at you. And I'm not here to bash them. The mothers, their hearts were broken, just like what you were saying. They actually said exactly what you said. I was looking for a place because there's no father in my son's life. I wanted him to be influenced by godly men. And that's like what we're all about. And that's really when the shift became real for us. At that point, we were not committed to do this, but we were going to go forward with it. And so Nathan's the guy who led that uh, charge. Did you have to meet certain qualifications in order to become a charter? Yes, there's there's definitely a chartering process. Most of that falls on the qualifications of the church and your involvement with the church already. So there's background and safety checks that take place through Trail Life USA. They do the vetting as far as the background is uh, concerned. But the big picture here is that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. And we <laughs> felt like we were answering a call to ministry in reaching these families, not just the boys, but the families as a whole. Because most of us already serve within the church that make up the committee, we feel at a church on a local basis that we meet those qualifications in order to actively serve uh, under Trail Life USA as well. Right. Successfully, we all completed our background checks. <laughs> nice. um, so that, that, that works well. But that is a, that's a large component of the chartering process is Greg mentioned that we as a church not only have to host, but we have to run and facilitate and operate the operations of the church. Whereas uh, on a lot of local levels with the Boy Scout troops, we simply churches would simply act as a host mm -hmm. versus owning, operating, and running the, the organization. Right. Uh, so this is a whole different model where we, from within the church, own, operate, and you run. You possess this thing. It is absolutely I'm the institutional ours. head and the chaplain of this charter organization. Yeah. And there's five 
there's six positions and five of us fill them because he is our institutional head that is largely a uh, figurehead title but his uh, <laughs> the, the grunt work that he will be doing when performing will be as our chaplain mm-hmm. so he will be uh, responsible for the spiritual oversight of the troop as well uh, so he is actually one of our only members that will function as a dual role in addition to that we have a liaison that operates in between the church and the troop called a charter organization representative that person is responsible ultimately for approving and disapproving leadership as well as membership and so uh he is tasked with with that i will function as the troop committee chair i will be responsible for oversight over the adult leadership operations we will also have a troop master who will be kind of like a cub master or a, uh, a troop master he'll be operating the meeting on a weekly level he'll be responsible for that oversight of that direct contact leadership with the boys and in addition to that, like most other organizations, we'll have a treasurer to help with the financials. Right. Well, you mentioned that uh, your primary focus was on boys. I'm sure there's got to be some moms out there thinking about their daughters. Is there any opportunities for girls in the organization? Not in this organization from a membership standpoint as far as children. This is a biologically male membership-driven organization. Moms can participate absolutely behind the scenes, as well as direct contact with teaching and leading the elementary school age boys. As far as young girls, there is a sister organization that is uniquely equipped, which is we are actually modeled after, called the American Heritage Girls. They are much like a Girl Scout substitute. Right. Uh, they they operate with a Christ-centered heart as well. Trail Life USA is actually modeled after American Heritage Girls and designed from the outset to be a brother and sister organization and so one of the goals or visions of trail life usa is not just to service boys and not just to service dads but to the whole family through a partnership with american heritage girls and when you mentioned that i was looking at the website i noticed that there's an event coming up called the 2019 summer adventure and family convention at georgia baptist conference center in tacoa georgia and this is sunday july the 21st through the 27th and this is a family event. Yes. Sponsored by Trail Life USA. Absolutely. This is this is one of the, the I believe this is the first national event that they've had Premier, for yeah. families. Yeah. So this is kind of the premier event. The organization itself is only six years old. It was founded in the summer of 2013. As a national structure, we're still uh, gaining traction and getting our feet <laughs> under us. And so this is a huge event. They've got a lot of speakers. There's a lot of activities uh, where where families can get together and just absolutely have a ball this summer down in Georgia. And if you want more information, go to the website Trail Life USA and get more details about that particular camp and a great time for the family. And as you mentioned, the organization started in 2013. I read a blog on the website, by the way, and the website is laid out so nicely. John Obrey, who's a member of the Trail Life USA troop in, I believe, Dover, Arkansas, has been since 2014. Recently, John has been planning the Capstone Community Service Project so he can earn his Trail Life's highest honor, which is the Freedom Award in your organization. And we can talk more about merit badges like Boy Scouts have. But before we do that, this requires a trailman to assemble a team, perform all the planning and fundraising necessary to prepare and then lead his team in making a vision a reality. John's project included more than 10 volunteers, some of whom were John's friends and fellow trailmen. Part of that, John got involved with a local food pantry 
and notice they were in a disarray, not able to provide the necessary food for the local community. He took this on as a project, and more than 100 men and women hours were necessary to complete the project, which he did in time to reopen the doors for the food distribution community. Doing that, he also was able to present the food pantry a check for $900, which happened to be the balance of what was raised after the cost for the improvements of the food pantry. So here you're seeing giving back and the service to the community, which is so incredible. Well, that's one of the core values of both Trail Life and American Heritage Girls is service in the community. So, And some of their badges and everything are tied to those type. Uh, activities. Now, when you mentioned badges, are these merit badges? They are badges. Yes, they're 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 merit badges. Not nearly the number required as there were in Boy Scouts. Uh, one of the main focuses is not necessarily on just strictly badge-driven advancement and uh, progress. The major focus is character development yes. and uh, and time. You know, yeah. uh, it takes time to mature as a young man. That is the larger focus. There are those elements of advancement and rank and badges, but it is not nearly as heavily oriented in that direction as Boy Scouts was. Okay. Now, do the Trail USA participants, do they have to pay a dues to join the troop? Do you call it a troop? We do. We operate as a troop, whereas you have Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts, a Boy Scout troop is called a troop and a cub scout unit is called a pack um, we will not have that delineation of age groups it was all one troop and within the troop we will have three separate units one for kindergarten through fifth graders and then one unit for junior high members and one unit for high schoolers and yes there are dues associated there are national dues as well as local uh, troop dues to cover fees and things like that um, as well as fundraising opportunities throughout the year. What about uniforms? Is there a specific uniform that Trail yeah. USA members wear? Absolutely. We have. Do you we have, have a uniform? I'd like to see you in a uniform. I, I do not have a uniform. I'm going to be like the polo chair. Well, he's guy. the head guy. We've got to get him a <laughs> uniform. He is. Uh, he is the head guy. He is our institutional head. Uh, we will have him in a uniform, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> it's um, pressure on me, man. But um, yeah. there are absolutely uh, uniforms. Whereas uh, Boy Scouts typically called uh, the NICE uh, uniform a Class A uniform, uh, we will typically call that a troop uniform used for troop functions and ceremonies, things like that. We will also have a travel uniform and a trail uniform. So activity, dry fit shirts, things like that, polos for travel. Uh, so, yes, there are so absolutely uh So you've uniforms. got some short pants and some high knee socks for Greg here. We uh, <laughs> we have those available. Uh, whether he partakes in all of those uniform items or not uh, will be at his discretion. That is a little bit different, actually, sure. is that we have uh, d- uh, some discretion at the local level here nice. because we operate as a church ministry. We will have discretion over the... Uh, commitment to a uniform policy right so we will be able to craft that and and uh and and make that our very own that's one of the things i really like about this it's very flexible we were able to visit just give a little shout out to the guys down in hernando hernando and south haven oh yeah and so i was so impressed they had we we were able to witness a trail life experience and then also the american heritage girls from those guys down there and a lot of flexibility, uh, very uh, entrepreneurial in the things that they were doing with all of the uh, uniforms and activities. Very, very good. Uh, so it gives us a lot of uh, hands-on uh, ownership. Guys, I want to go to another story I read on the blog that stood out to me. A National Guard facility in Pennsylvania refused to allow a Trail Life USA scouting troop to tour their facility because of the group's religious affiliation. The Fort Indian Town Gap National Guard facility regularly hosts tours for Boy Scout troops. Trail Life Boys 
were told they could not participate because they belonged to a Christian scouting organization. This is discrimination. Well, this is what you're seeing across the board, not just with organizations like Trail Life. There is an anti-Christian bias that's growing in this country. And this is one of the reasons I'm so excited about this, is that it gives us an opportunity to speak to these type things when they happen, because it is discrimination. And unfortunately, the media at large, I read a NPR uh, overview of Trail Life, which was not positive. It was a sort of biased and negative from the whole perspective of it's Christian. This is where we live today. It's the air we breathe. Our culture is disintegrating. So I'm just saying to pastors out there, to moms and dads that are listening to this, this is a great vehicle. It is a movement. It is of God. I really believe that. When he showed me my first exposure to this in a video, it was it was families. They were all gathered together, and the guy who was presenting this, he was like an evangelist of the gospel, and he was preaching it. And their whole focus is the gospel and carrying the light to our nation because it is a response. It's a reformation movement is what it is in scouting, which is so exciting to me because we can address things. Mark Hancock, who is the CEO of the organization, said this, if we fail this generation, it will not be because we have over-challenged them. It will be because we have under-challenged them. And young boys are going to be involved in something. It's going to be gangs. It's going to be videos. It's going to be drugs. It's going to be all kinds of stuff that's going on in culture. Or the parent and the church is going to capture the attention of that young boy and girl and focus it upon a godly development of character. Yes. Their core values are set for exactly that mission. And we're going to fully integrate our discipleship program right into this. Well, your motto, walk worthy, out of Colossians 1.10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's, Amen. That's a pretty good motto. That's what it's all about. And also, the oath. I'm going to challenge you guys right now. Do you know the oath? I do not. Well, I've got it written <laughs> down right here, okay? So I just to back up, in case you didn't have it memorized, on my honor, I will do my best to serve God in my country, to respect authority, to be a good steward of creation, and to treat others as I want to be treated. Amen. Yeah. And that's just biblical. It is. And that, you know, to bring it back, we keep kind of going back to that. But that's what that's that is the foundation of this program. I can't help but think we've got parents right now listening and saying, I want to get my son involved. You don't have to be a member of your church to be able to do this. Absolutely not. Um, The easiest way to find us is actually to go to the national website, traillifeusa.com. When you open up that page, it brings up two links. That's all that's on the page. Find a troop or start a troop. We would love for you to come find us. We're the only one in Shelby County. We're at Christ Community Baptist Church. If you are so called to uh, ministry action, start a troop. We would love to partner with you and uh, walk alongside with you in that process as well. And so do you have to be a member of the church to be involved? Say if you're an adult, as you mentioned, if you want to come and plug in, help support, bring snacks to a troop meeting or something like that. No, absolutely not. You do not have to be a member of the church. We would love for you uh, to come worship with us and to be part of our family if you're not already part of a uh, gospel community. But uh, no, um, part of the charter process is to have chartered members uh, of the church responsible for the committee in which we have met. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, you do not have to be a member of Christ Community Church to come participate. In fact, we we welcome that. And when do you meet and where do you meet? 
We will meet on Monday nights beginning in uh, August. We will follow the traditional school year model. The time is yet to be determined. It will be probably between 6 and 7 o'clock at night. Uh, the target time is about an hour to an hour and 15-minute meeting. So we, we try to release uh, the families to uh, an appropriate time frame. Um, but we will meet on campus at Christ Community Baptist Church in Collierville. And where is that located? We are at 850 50. Peterson Lake Road, Correct, Collierville, Tennessee. Yeah, And we're actually going to have an event there. We're kicking this thing in gear now. We have not started. We have not had our first meeting yet. Yes. So that's going to be happening in August. And what kind of interest through the parents and families at your church already? Have you got some signed up and want to be involved? Oh, yes. We do. Yeah, uh, most of our age-appropriate boys. We actually have a fairly young demographic at our church with uh, children. So there's a few boys that are too early, uh, mine, mine included. Uh, which I'm I'm just a little bit disappointed about. But uh, <laughs> next year, my son will be coming on. But yes, uh, most of the age-appropriate boys are going to be involved. What about the handbook? Remember the Boy Scouts having a handbook you went through? What is the material like that you sure. use? It's, it's very similar, actually, as far as uh, the handbook content. What is unique about the Trail Life USA handbook is that the former national historian for boy scouts of america of over 17 years has helped come on board to help craft the literature uh he is intimately familiar with all handbooks uh for boy scouts of america dating back to the original and uh so that that's an extreme privilege that we feel like we've got is that we've got some great head start on handbook material Okay, so the official kickoff date for your troop will be August, did you say 12th? We don't have an official date. It'll, okay. It will fall in line with the school year. So uh, the first week of, of school here in the most of the Shelby County area, we will begin regular meetings. We'll hold an interest meeting prior to that at Christ Community Baptist Church at 850 Peterson Lake Road. And uh, we do hope in the very near future to start the uh, first, well, not the first, but a chapter of American Heritage Girls, too, which will be just parallel in our church. That's awesome. Well, guys, this has been incredible. Again, thank you for what you're uh, doing for boys and families through Trail Life USA and bringing this uh, program to uh, your church. If those want more information about uh, doing the same for their church ministry, you can go to that website. And that address, again, Nathan, is? TrailLifeUSA.com. Greg, give us the uh, webpage to your church. You have a webpage. Yeah, it's ccbc.org. Thanks for sharing with Bot Radio Network today. Friends, I hope you will discover more about Trail Life USA. Again, go to the website, and it is an incredible uh, layout there. As Nathan gave the address, go check it out. They have a really nice blog, and their feature stories with different troops and events and activities all across America. And so if you're kind of wanting to investigate, see what this is about, you can get a really good insight into what's happening in other areas. I'd love their motto, walk worthy. That's what we're called to do as followers of Jesus Christ. And as Greg so adequately talked about the dark world we live in today, what an opportunity for the church to do what we're called to do, to walk worthy of our calling to be able to present the gospel, the greatest message of hope, eternal life for anyone who would believe. And so what a privilege to to share that. We're going to have to say goodbye. Our time is gone. Thanks for listening. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.